0: ladies and gentlemen thank you guys so much for joining us it is the 24th of may in a lovely year of 2021 this is the voice of reason podcast my name is sean phillips and today i am joined alongside my two lovely co-hosts mr andy van Beber and travis kirkendall gentlemen how are you two doing this evening fantastic
1: standing. Fantastic. outstanding yes mm.
0: I love to hear it. I love to hear it. What a week. What a week <laughs> it has been. the world uh, what a year. The world seems to be yeah, no kidding, you know, I, I I legitimately feel first off, I don't know about you guys, but I legitimately feel like this year is flying by. Like as yes. the weeks go by, this year feels like it is flying by. Uh, And part to that, I think that it's looking forward to the podcast each week uh, just (laughs) to be able to like talk and and just what's so interesting about this year as things have opened up in comparison to last year, when things were so shut down, there was a lot of confusion and really not knowing what was going to happen. So the year was kind of stagnant and it just dragged on because like nothing was changing. But now that like places are, are opening up here, there, all over the place. New things are coming out. Uh, it makes you kind of realize how quick life flashes right before your eyes. And you definitely got to take advantage of the, the good stuff while you can. Um, and then enjoy the the crazy nonsense that you see in the news and, and all that good stuff and take it for what it is. Cause man, oh man, I'm really hoping that in the coming weeks we get to have a full blown podcast about the potential lab
1: leak in Wuhan, China
0: Woo-hoo! that is going to be such a a good
1: one. Yes, wasn't that wasn't that interesting this weekend yeah. how between Fauci and Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, they were doing so much about all oh, the Wuhan no there was no no yes there was Wuhan. No, no no, there wasn't Wuhan. I thought it was so just remarkable how all of a sudden something that great can just vanish. It's like it's like the mainstream media had amnesia from last year, and now they're just like totally. Oh, this 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 might be an actual theory now. Oh, I thought it was quite. Amusing. Well, people are, people well, are
2: literally getting censored for even bringing it up months ago. Mm-hmm. Like they were mm-hmm. like their stuff deleted. They get kicked off social media, and now all of a sudden it's oh it's, it's everywhere. Right, so it's right. It's funny how that yeah. works. Um, well, yeah, don't you,
0: have you guys? You guys have seen whenever you're on social media the like alerts that come up whenever like covid's mentioned and it can even oh, be yeah. like someone like makes a, a joke like it just that has covid19 in the thing and then like an alert will yeah. pop up like you know uh please see uh you know the fcc whatever it might be uh for all covid related things right. and it's true like people have come out with things about covid or they've said one thing or the other about this pandemic and then it gets taken down and it's just like, man, oh man. Look well, at this all this shit is, Rogan uh,
2: got, like, what was it, last month? And he didn't even say anything that crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's the thing is he was literally just like, yeah, if you're, if you are fit and young and you stay active, he, he and I love like, cause people were like, you're going to get people killed. He's literally a <laughs> podcast host. He's literally just like, yeah, there's that, like, you know, what, it's they, how, much, his like, yeah. how much power yeah. we have. They, they, <laughs> well, they, what's funny is like people that listen to Rogan because they like listening to Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. like understand, you know, he is a comedian and he brings people on and he talks and he literally says over and over and over and over again in his podcast. Don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. Like he repeats <laughs> it a whole bunch mm-hmm. yes. and like they will take a soundbite from his show. And I think it's just like the time we live in. Cause look at how popular, like, uh, I, 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 I take like, I compare Joe Rogan and like Nickelback, right. Kind of like <laughs> so many people, so many people love Joe Rogan. Like so many people love Nickelback. And then it became like the cool thing on the internet to hate joe rogan and to like hate nickelback and it's just like hey man hate nickelback all you want um one of the largest selling tours in the history of the world mm-hmm. as far as you know uh, one of the la- like biggest selling rock artists no matter how bad they suck they still got your money oh, joe yeah. rogan signs the largest exclusive deal as a podcaster well, in the history, say, and yet yeah. people
1: just find nothing to complain one of the best uh, podcasters that there is out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah it literally 100%. like brings everybody on. He brought the savior of the democratic party, Bernie Sanders onto the podcast at one point. And you know, no one batted an eye. No, everyone's like, Oh, good. Good for, for Joe. Joe for how And then the second that he, you know, he's like, yeah, man, if you're healthy, if you're fit, I'm not saying you shouldn't get the vaccine, but you probably don't need it. But that's just my opinion. Rick you know, literally you will be the, Yeah, literally was like out. oh my they acted like he was going to war against <laughs> Fauci by himself. Like it was just yeah, it's, it's
1: wild. Well and that cat I want to tell times you. We live in. Well and then so now you look at you mentioned Fauci. you know, this guy this guy has got more skeletons in his closet than you can shake a stick at. I'm really I mean his past his past work with the nih and just all the stuff i mean i'm like this guy is you want to talk about double dipping this guy is double dipping world health organization uh the national institute uh whatever the you know all these and his ties with wuhan i mean this guy yeah and nobody and nobody's washed anything about this guy at all nobody's you know dr fauci dr fauci you know he's he served under George H.W. and George W. and Bill Clinton, and all you know, and how great Dr. Fauci is. And man, this guy goes unchecked a lot. I mean, we're taking it. Every- well, I think
2: the narrative's starting to change a little bit. You think so? Thank God. Yeah. I, I, for, I mean, from what I'm seeing, I mean, hell, like we said, like six months ago, you mentioned the Wuhan lab, you get canceled. Now all of a sudden it's on mainstream news networks. So it's, I think the narrative's starting to change for a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that. a a legitimate investigation is done and more things come out of this because this is one of those things that like they're, they thought they might've been able to cover their tracks and kind of sweep things under the rug. And, and maybe there was absolutely nothing, but it seems like there was a real, when we say real big mess up, I'm talking a global pandemic scale mess up. Uh, that occurred out there, and it sounds like the funding that he put in place in that location yes, yes. was a huge cause of yes. the problem. Mm-hmm. One thing that, like, I'm I am genuinely surprised that we don't see it enough. And again, maybe it's a non-story, but the mm-hmm. fact that potentially in 2019, several doctors from the Wuhan virus lab, whatever yeah. you want to call it went to the hospital with COVID like yes, systems yes. back in twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. November twenty nineteen employees from that and and then employees from that same hospital were quarantined and detained by police officers. Hush hush. Pretty interesting um pretty interesting thing we got going here.
1: I'll do one better for yeah. you, Sean. I so I know our conspiracy show was two weeks ago. So this is one that I and tell me stop me if you if you've heard this okay so the this virologist from I want to say it was either Harvard or Stanford I can't remember which one it was but this guy had a he was he was he worked at Wuhan he was arrested it was Harvard because he was he was arrested at Boston Airport at Logan International and he's he's arrested with these two his two Chinese. Uh, what do you want to call them? They were like his assistants or whatever. Both of these two okay. Chinese these two Chinese guys actually have army experience. They've they've both been in the army at some level, and they were both they were arrested bringing in a live biological agent into the United States. Never is revealed what the biological agent was, but this guy worked. At, this guy was being paid by the Chinese government fifty thousand dollars a month. And he is, and he got, and he had federal funding also from the United States government. Now, when this guy was arrested at Logan International Airport, you hear about it for a little bit, and then, the, then all the all the all the talking heads say, "Oh, there was no connection between him and COVID." And I'm like, "Okay, so it was like this was on accident that you we we did this coverage about this guy. What connection is there between this this professor? I mean." you don't get that kind of high profile money from the Chinese government and you get funding from the federal government and we don't talk about him. I mean, there was just, there's just too mm. many there. And then, then you, in, then you enter in that thing, that guy. So you mentioned November 19th, this guy was arrested. It was either October or November. This guy of 2019, this guy was arrested. I mean, it was all, it's just all too close yeah. in together. I mean, I'm just like, mm. and, and for me, and of course I don't, and I I still don't support what happened at the Capitol on January 6th, but now the Democrats' response, if you haven't been watching, the Democrats' response to this investigating Wuhan is, well, we need to have a, we need to look into the, you know, we need to do an in-depth investigation as to what happened with the, 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 the storming of the Capitol on January 6th to try to counter the, I'm like, you were there, you should know what happened. You, You saw it happen, you know, but. It's, it's, it's a really ugly political battle that we got going on. And I mean, I don't think that's
0: the shame too about politics right now uh, that we see. And I'm, you know, this is politics throughout history, but it always seems to be, you can't even hold your own side accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Hey, it's okay that there was a mix up. Like, it's okay that things were wrong. Now let's correct them instead of, well, what they did was worse. So let's focus on that right now like no look into both what? you know we seem to have unlimited resources at any given time that we can just print 1400 in anybody's bank account so <laughs> i'm fairly certain we can we can ex- we can spend the resources
1: to make sure that a good thorough investigation gets done thank you uncle joe for that by the way we're not complaining about that at all
2: no, of
1: course not not, not yet. <laughs> no, but I you know, I, I when I look at this, when I so I I'm going to rest I'm going to rest easy knowing that I would like to rest easy knowing that our government is actually looking into this because I told my wife from the beginning, I I hope I hope that there was not some sinister element that was in place because of this covid thing that this is this is not some sinister element. But now that I've done more study and looking at, you know, the virology, this is what they do. These These, you know, we have a former student who's studying to be a virologist, and uh, I'm not going to drop names, but he's. we were actually talking the other day. He said, this is what they do. They they look at worst-case scenarios, and they look at these, I mean, they engineer these nasty viruses to find out how they can fight them. And this one just happened to, you know, cross-contamination got out into the public. And, I mean, to me, that's kind of sloppy handling. If you're working in a lab, I mean, you need to have some – You know, you need to be smart about this and say, okay, you know, is there any chance this can get out of this, you know, secure room and we don't want to continue? I feel like,
0: yeah, with 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 a thing like that, like those labs need to be somewhere placed so far deep in the Himalayas, like just away from society so that if there is like an issue, uh, it's like, okay, well, we don't have to maybe almost end humanity. Like, because someone didn't wash their hands after they peed, like, well, they, they're, actually, there's such a <laughs> yeah,
1: well, and that's it actually it. just spread to
2: the Himalayas. Uh, there was, I just read today, I guess, like a, over 100 people on Mount Everest just got infected with COVID 19. Shut up!
0: <laughs> well, that's because they're standing <laughs> in line waiting. If you're not getting COVID, you're suffocating. Man, oh it is <laughs> a tough so, time to be up on that mountain, I guess. Yeah.
1: I'm glad I learned see. that
0: that was like a random fact that I had learned that more people die waiting in line on Mount Everest than like the actual trek itself <laughs> anymore nowadays. It's literally the lack of oxygen trying to get to the highest
1: point is what's killing people. Yep. Yeah, <sighs> they don't, Yeah, it's yeah, sad. that's that's going to be. I mean, but as this plays out, I think it's going it, to. We're we're not. We're definitely not at the end of this. So this is going to be something that's going to pick no. up. For... Oh, have you I guys have a, you guys seen um, the new Netflix movie by
0: Zack Snyder of? Uh, I've heard about uh, it. I think it's like
1: Army of the Free, what it's
0: called, even Army it's of the Army Some... of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a zombie. It's a zombie action thriller. It's got Dave Bautista in it. Watched it uh, last night, and it's kind of like not funny in a sense, but like. It makes you think oh crap this kind of seems like what could have potentially happened with the covid where's the very beginning there's like this militant uh, like this group of army guys that are pulling security detail for this they're transporting this object um that turns out to be like patient zero and basically you know uh it was just one little one little mix up is what caused this wreck and this thing to you know get out and caused las vegas to become you know big old zombie land and uh it's uh it's kind of like man it it seems to be that it could just be something that simple that happened over there at this lab that caught just something so simple so little and the the lengths that they went to cover it up to say it was a you know what is? Was it a pendulum, pangolin, pangolin? Mm-hmm. A bat? Whatever they right, right, right. excuse they came up with. That was pretty weird. Is um. I'm just waiting
1: it's, to. It's uh, I'm just waiting for this vaccine to turn me
2: into one of those. I am legend vampires. Well, and that you
1: know what? That's what I've always said. I've said <laughs> how i I forgot who I heard this from, but I mean, how isn't it crazy though? How sometimes so how close to the truth science fiction can get sometimes. And it really, it really frightens me how, you know, like the whole I am legend thing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this, this stuff, please don't happen. Please end of the world. Please, Jesus, just hold off just for a little bit longer. (laughs) Well, hey, Uh,
0: I am legend predicted the Batman versus Superman. So, uh, yeah, if you don't remember in that movie, like there's legit in that movie in I am legend on the billboard, there's like a thing that's like the says batman versus superman like in a billboard I'll in the movie i am legend let I'll me pull it up let me
1: i'll, I'll, have, pull to, it I'll up have to right find now. that out well while you're pulling that up do you want me to go into my little thing before we
2: yes please
1: all right do. well this is a,
2: what a transition this yeah. is oh my god
1: yeah this, <laughs> this is the, the greatest tra- wait no i'm not gonna set that one up again for sean <laughs> i set that i set that one up last week <laughs> By the way, thank you, uh, Matt Edelman, for joining us last week. He couldn't stop talking about how much he enjoyed the show, and we, just like Hank, we we have we've, we've got to start getting some of our repeat guests back on again because we've had some. Yeah. I mean, we've been blessed to have some really great guests, guys. I, I can't tell you enough about that. But anyway.
2: Yeah. I want him back on. That was. Oh, that was he awesome. was
1: he's hilarious. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, what I want to talk to you guys about with my little segment tonight is about re- Missouri Revised Statute one seven zero point three four five. Um, this is this actually affects me directly. This is called the uh, Missouri Civics Education Initiative. Okay, what this was this was passed back in this was introduced to the Missouri Senate back in 2016. It went in effect for the 2018 2019 school year. Uh, what this turned what this is uh, to make kids more aware to make kids more enabled to know about their government how it works. We are required now, this is my second year giving this test, um, because we didn't give it last year, obviously, because of COVID, um, but uh, I, everybody who takes government class, well, when you graduate, let me back up, when you graduate high school, you have to have the little constitution stamp on your transcript that says you passed the constitution test, and, and now Missouri is requiring that you have the little uh, <coughs> citizenship test stamp in your to pass, and this is this is a great you know you know just some of the things here it says here the examination shall consist of 100 questions similar to the 100 questions used by the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services USCIS that are administered to applicants for United States citizenship so and we so we're required this is really i mean it's only a six six statement um, part of the Missouri revised Standard. so i gave this test for the second time uh, last week and you know I'll read some of these questions to you guys and then we'll I'll come back to some of the results so let me let's just do some basic questions here um, um, okay what is an amendment
0: uh,
2: basically an amendment is the law of the Constitution is saying what uh, what the standard is okay. i guess yeah
0: we would we would kind of clarify them as like an amendment would be a change yeah, right. made to the okay. constitution yeah. right. or yeah. like a, a, an right. amendment would be a change made to it
1: uh what is one right or freedom from the first amendment freedom of speech yep sure sure okay you only have to mention one um okay. let me go down <laughs> through here uh name one branch of government
2: House Representatives. Okay. You can no, say no. like the
1: legislative branch. Legislative branch. Yeah, legislative legislative uh, uh, exactly yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. All right. Let, let's get a little bit more. Okay. How many U.S. Senators are there? Uh,
2: Two in oh, each state. Uh, so hundred. Yeah. hundred.
1: hundred. Um, now we get fun. Now, now, there are some toughies on here. Maybe some. Wait, folk... time out.
0: This is, and I, I might learn, this might make me sound really stupid. Does DC do they have senators are they granted
1: okay so the count? so DC actually has they have They're non-voting yeah well they are trying to become a state that they actually went but they they have non-voting Correct. they have non-voting represent just like Puerto Rico Guam and the Virgin Islands they have non-voting okay. members that's in. that's yeah okay okay okay
0: because um, I knew that they
1: had they had people they just didn't count so <laughs> I, I just wasn't sure so now let me give you some of the ridiculous ones and um, Name two federal holidays.
2: President's Day and uh, there, there's like
1: there's like 20 on this list. There's there's a good I mean, there's I mean, you could Memorial go, Day, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving, Mother's Memorial Day. Day, Mother's I'm Day. i trying Mother's to think of all the weekends. like Mother's Day, Father's <laughs> Day. Um, all right. Veterans Day. Veterans Day, Veterans Martin Luther Day. Memorial King Day. Day. Martin Luther King Day, Labor Day. But OK, so now now here's some of these inc- juneteenth
0: one yet
1: nope not saying anything i'm, de- I'm dead serious no,
0: no i'm dead no, serious i don't know if it is right. okay
1: okay uh, name one of the largest longest rivers in the united states the two name one of the two longest rivers in the united states missouri the mississippi. mississippi there you go um okay now the this one okay what is the capital of the united states Washington DC <laughs> Washington okay. DC so I gave this so that so you get a feel for what this test is okay so this test is very very simple so I had to bump up and the, I had to do that I've had to do this both times I've administered this test I've had to
0: grade the curve huh?
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> and this you want to oh, talk about you Christ. you, you want to talk about feeling like a failure I feel like a failure on and by the way so we have these so we have these we have these um these teacher we have we meet with our department like uh like if i'll meet with montgomery city or i'll meet with louisiana's history teacher we sit down and we'll share these stories it's not just what i mean it's district-wide it's statewide that this is happening i mean for me all you need is a pulse you've had to have to have a had a pulse in in school at any time, and you should be able to get. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I'll will post a link to this here in the in the podcast and here in a second. Go to this test. Take this test. I mean, I think that you you know, but the number of kids statewide who are not passing, and we have to give it to them until they pass. They we cannot give them a passing grade in the class until they pass this test. And to me, this goes back to something we were talking about before we got on air, um, Travis. When we we're talking about, you know, we use, that, we use this word entitlement so much that these kids just deserve to be handed stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, I, I, and one of, the, one of the biggest things that irks me as a teacher, and I don't care if you teach biology, chemistry, calculus, U.S. history, when a kid says, oh, I'll never need this again. To me that is a that's a slap in the face because there's parts of my education that I wish I could remember that I could apply, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna need to know Pythagorean's theorem, maybe or not, if I'm not gonna be an engineer or anything. But still, you know, look at it, to me that just shows an underappreciation. And again, I'm tooting my own horn here because I am a teacher, but this just shows such an underappreciation of what educators do. You know? Yeah. And the number of kids like we had graduation yesterday at Clopton. And we had students who came in, you guys, you guys come in, you see the, sometimes you guys come to these graduations. And I have kids who were the, who were the, you know, were the, maybe the pothead or may have been the, or or been the partier or been the trouble kid who was always in detention. But they all come back and they say the same thing. I wish I would have paid attention more. I wish I would have oh, paid yeah. attention more because you know it's always should have would have could have because we're living the, these kids and I did the same thing when I was in high school you know we live we live in the moment we don't have a true appreciation for what education <laughs> really is until we get away from it and but I just thought I'd share that with you guys this is you know this is and I and I applaud the Missouri you know Missouri General Assembly for doing this or passing this because it opens up our eyes as educators it opens my eyes as an educator that i need to be very that i need to take my job a lot more seriously when i you know and and not just and not just assume all oh, these kids should know this stuff they should know this stuff and that's part of that part of the scores on these tests are, are i am to blame because so many times teachers already assume oh the kids already know this well let's and I mean, I have to I have to approach my career anymore with the with the idea that you know, you know, maybe they don't know this. I may I may need to follow up on this. So I take part responsibility on this too.
2: It's, that's like such a huge challenge for you as an educator. And I mean, I I go from back my experience being that age and that mentality. I just I didn't care. I was ignorant. And you trying to reach me and get it in my head the information and me just not i don't know it's it's a challenge to get to somebody that age and that mentality i mean i don't know how you guys do it <laughs> you know not that i'm older and kind of see see the, the difference i mean it's that's a real challenge and well again teachers are underpaid for what you guys well do, and i mean we,
1: we don't do obviously we don't do it for the money but you know i look back i always think back i the only so the only d i ever got in school was in geometry. I literally hate geometry with, to the sore my source of my being. But I had, and I'll mention this teacher, and I, I don't know if she's still alive, but Pat Martin, well, she was a great teacher, and she stayed at school every night till 5, 530, and she would offer tutoring every night, Monday through Friday. She was, when, from the first day of school to the last day of school, she was there every night until 530, and we know that we, we knew that we could go to school And she would be in her room from until five thirty. School got out at three thirty. She was there for an extra two hours. Wasn't paid extra, wasn't anything. And my mom and dad said, when they saw my midterm grades that when that D they're like, You're not going anywhere until that D gets up to a B minus. And you're gonna go over there and see that geometry teacher every night until you get this up to a and it was because of her that I got my my D up to a B minus. And, you know, teachers like that who I know you know, we have a lot of, te- we have some teachers and, and what's bad is we do just like, you know, we've talked about bad cops and bad this, and we have bad teachers too. We have people who go in there and they're, they, they go in for the three best things, June, July, and August. That's why they become teachers and they don't give a rat's hairy butt about anything about kids. And we've had, but you know, at, I'm blessed to be at the district that I'm in because we have a lot of great teachers. We, I mean. 99.99999, I don't even know if we have, you know, I can't label anybody as a bad, we have a great a group of great teachers at Clopton, you know, but I've been at some school. I, I mean, I've been to these track meets where with other coaches who are they're, They went into teaching to be a coach, which is honorable. But at the same time, if you don't put anything into your craft as a teacher, you're just taking up space in my opinion. So.
2: Well, yeah. What's more important, you know? Yeah a small district like that, being a coach or being a teacher. You,
1: you know, I mean, you can influence a lot of kids being a coach and we have great, and again, 100%. we have hundred percent and we have great coaches at Clopton too, because the guy who we have is our head men's basketball coach right now. This guy makes character education. Number one. I've heard good things about him. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Same. He's yeah. fantastic. I mean, and he, he, he has goals and ideas. I mean, he teaches and he teaches our elementary kids too. And we have, I mean, we have a lot of challenges with our elementary kids. My Two of my kids are, you know, they're there, you know. You know, I know there's some kids who aren't being taught what manners are and what respect is. And this is, these are, these are words that he uses every day in class. And I just, I love it. I love it.
2: It's good to see finally somebody good in
1: charge yep. of that program. Yep. But anyway. <laughs> but I just thought I'd share that with the you guys. So. In there. Yep. So... Well, let me ask you a
0: question mm-hmm. does the school district still uh do they offer like a fax class or anything like that no no
1: we so, so we, no no home economics we, class. no we cut we cut when when uh, what's the name of the uh wholesome when the wholesome plant closed geez what's that been now 12 years ago you guys were still in school when that happened mm-hmm. and yeah we, we cut so we had and that's 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 the curse of the small district because we used to I, we figured larry and i figured this up last year sometime we talked about core classes versus electives and i mean in history we used to have so right now all we have the only electives we have in history now are modern world and ancient civ which is what you guys had when you were there but we used to offer civics economics psychology i'm trying to think if there was another one but yeah we had like or five electives and we had home ec we had wood shop we had but i want to tell you something we're, we're slowly starting to build that back up now we actually are offering more um like i said you know there's you know greenhouse we have ag construction we're starting which are classes we're starting to get back now and i you know it's been a slow course but yeah i think we need more electives like that
0: no absolutely. Uh, you know anyone could have the argument on what classes they think should be considered core versus non-core. I'm not one of those individuals that thinks like we just need to make it optional if kids do or don't take math. Cause then no one on the face of the planet earth in America is going to know how to do math. Cause no kid is going to want to be like, love to take math class. <laughs> but uh, from experience, I can say that electives I use more yeah. on the outside in the real world than most, with the exception, like, here's the thing, regardless of what anyone, just the way that society is now, I would seriously say, for me, the two most important classes that I ever took were government mm-hmm. and health. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it, it literally just comes down to the amount of stuff we see about the government, and, and for me, it's an individual that works a government job um, is a you know, young, up and coming entrepreneur, like you have to understand those things. That's like one of the other better classes that I also took as well, um, was a semester long. And it was a Dave Ramsey course. Yes. That was, you know, um, a, a personal finance class, which was extremely important. And you just don't see those like, again, this is not to throw any kind of shade at math teachers, but I've never used anything from those classes. Out like, and mind you, I worked with a lot of numbers. I in in the service industry, I use math all the time while at my job. But it was multiplication, subtraction, addition, division. Okay, I didn't need to know y equals mx plus b. I didn't need to know all this other stuff. Those things are important, but I think they should be important if that's the career that you want to pursue. Whereas, yeah. regardless of what people say, home ec is such an important oh, class yeah. because I know people my age that don't know how to do their laundry
1: or cook food. Cook food. Other than I know people that other than putting something know, in the microwave or,
0: or like <sighs> exactly yeah. or like health class. How important people don't understand their health is long term, yeah. like. It's it's not taken seriously while in school. That was like a joke of a class because it was so easy. It was literally like here's a twenty page packet you get once a week you knock it out and right whatever.
1: Well, but that, it but that's what I'm that's, that's for that, me that's one that we really need to teach more of. Well, I want to tell you something. One of the greatest classes I had in school was shop class because in that class one of the and this is something basic that I don't even think of anymore how to read a tape measure, how to know how to you'd be, you be surprised about the amount of people who could not tell you what those marks are. I could say, I pull that tape measure out and I say, okay, between one and two, tell me what each one of these little hatch marks means. And the uh, kids would look at you like you were speaking to them in Chinese or something because they had, they have no idea what that is. Or you ask somebody, how do you balance your checkbook? How do you balance your checkbook? I took consumer education in high school. We were all required I mean it faded away there for a while and now we're coming back to it with personal finance. But in consumer education, I was taught about the basics of capitalism, about profit motive, about you know, about how to how to make all this stuff and how to do all this stuff and how to balance your checkbook and what it means to compare pricing and how to not just do what do you call impulse buying and all the you know, stuff that Dave Ramsey talks hmm. about now. I mean, hmm. to me, I mean I balance, I know a lot of people. I have some of my best friends who haven't balanced their checkbook in probably two or three years. I'm like, okay, so how do you have an accurate photograph of? Well, when I get when my when I get over when I get over what do you call that overdraft in your on your checking account? I'm like, well, that's <laughs> why you balance your checkbook so you don't overdraft. And I mean, and it's a, it's a it's oh, Dylan Butler says. You'd be surprised how many carpenters I know that can't read a tape measure. That's sad. That is sad. <laughs> oh my God, Butler! I can't even believe that. Uh, that's sad. So yeah. I can. Well, but you know, and I mean, what, <laughs> what what is it? The statistic, the average, the average consumer family consumer debt right now is somewhere in the neighborhood of fifteen to twenty thousand dollars per household, and that's credit, I, I credit something read credit I credit card debt. And I was like, and what's bad is. When I first, I'm still paying, and this is bad, fellas, because when I first got married and I've learned, I think I've, I've gotten an education in consumer math since I've been married, not that my wife and I, but I mean, I'm a terrible impulse buyer and, but I mean, learning the outcome of what, how much interest, you know, what interest can do to you on a credit card. Oh my gosh. My first credit, my first, my first credit card when I was 22 years old, just, I, I still remember this to this day. What do you think this is back in ninety nine, two thousand, what do you think my interest first interest rate on my first credit card ever was? MasterCard, MSTA, MasterCard. Probably twenty. Anywhere with yeah. What twenty, 20 anywhere Twenty five
2: point
1: nine percent. I believe it. So I'm talking so for every dollar and now I'm realize for every dollar that I borrowed. I'm paying, I have to pay a dollar 25 cents back. That's crazy. And I was like, how much of an idiot was I to even buy anything on that card? And I maxed that card up.
0: That's like why the only credit card I currently have is a secure card. where like, I put cash on it and that is the max limit. But the thing is like, there's days where I feel broke, like really broke because I'll look at my checking account and like be like wow I you know I don't get paid for another week and a half like this but then I go for me thankfully I don't have any debt so it's like okay well I'm God bless you. I'm cash poor but I'm not broke. <laughs> like well, I'm uh, cash poor, you know I'm that's, broke. That's, that's really bad, interesting that's things the interesting
1: thing is I I'm cash poor green. broke. Yeah.
0: I'm still <laughs> in the green. Yeah. But it's it's that's one of the You know, I, it makes me sad that that's kind of where it is, is, you know, we've, we've adapted as a a society where we, we based our worth off of items, Mm. off of materialistic things, um, which sucks. Like, I, like, I, Travis is a really good example of um, really, enjoying and experiencing um, having experiences like he he might not think it but like whenever he lived in Alaska like yeah. you you did abs- like a lot of hiking right you'd post yeah. those photos you did a lot of living in the moment kind of things and even in like oh, the yeah. conversations we've had we talk about experiences one of my favorite things is for those that don't know like Travis and I own a coffee business together that we're um, getting off the ground called American Traditional Coffee. And I think my favorite thing, and part of the reason why I went into business with Travis, as opposed to asking anybody else or even trying to go into anybody else, because when we took on this thing together, it was never, the, the conversation never was like, Dude, we're going to be fucking loaded when we get this thing rolling. Like It was ne- never that. Literally, the goal was always like, let's do it right let's do it slow to where eventually we can say we make a living doing things we like make a living not buy a 12 car garage and all you know those things would be cool but it's like i like the idea of having a partner that was like safe and smart about a lot of things like that and and so you know there's not a lot of those kind of people in the world And, um, I think like, I wish more people had that mentality of like, there's, I know instant gratification is a good feeling. Like there's nothing better than throwing down a big Mac. Like I love it. I love that instant gratification. Or I like that ability of like, well, I don't get paid till Friday, but I just remember I got this, you know what? I could sign up for the Dick's sporting goods credit card and just put it on that. And then I'll pay for, you know, this stuff later. Like, and then you wonder why we have what? What? What's the deficit at now? Like twenty-eight trillion. Not even twenty-eight, yeah. 28 <laughs> trillion. And growing. I
1: remember, I remember in high school when when it was just like eight trillion like, when you guys were. Well, yeah, but no, I was going to say, the biggest jump came between two thousand eight and two thousand sixteen, and then. Trump did one better where he, he grew at $4 trillion during his presidency. And now Joe did it in a weekend with just a trillion, adding a trillion in a weekend. So, <laughs> you know.
0: Okay. So that actually, that actually is a good point. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. So okay. we're, we're a couple months into the Biden presidency now. And I saw this spread recently. It was like the Trump years versus the Biden months. Uh, And I want your guys input where one of them was like the cost of lumber five months ago versus the cost of lumber now and like the cost of corn, a bushel of corn. I, I couldn't tell you the exact numbers, but based off the ginormous jumps in cost of some consumable goods that we've seen since Biden has taken office, where are we on the pendulum of this is Trump's fault versus this is
1: Biden's fault? well historically historically speaking when you talk about an economic swing you cannot automatically look at what's happening in the now historically speaking yeah. but these are not mm-hmm. his, these are historic times we're living in because of covid packages because of what we have so we had three stimulus packages passed in the course of a year 14 months and so we're now seeing the effect of that interest rates and interest rates. are. I mean, think about this. Why are interest rates staying as low as they are right now? Why, why do you think what is the purpose of having low interest rates? This is something else that people don't talk, tell you about in consumer math. What what do you think the purpose is of lower interest rates?
2: Well, they're doing it to people start are, inflation, right?
1: Well, and it's and it's yes, to stimulate the economy. People want to borrow more. It's like right now. See, so you, you, Sean, you mentioned the price of lumber. People are trying to figure out why the price of lumber is going up. I'll tell you why the price of lumber is going up. Because the interest rates are prime is still at like, what, 2.7, 2.8, okay? And it's costing, and it's literally costing $180 per square foot. I got the stat uh, last a couple weeks ago. Two, it's costing $180 a square foot to build a new house, which is ridiculous. A good yeah. price is around one 100 to 105 square foot is a good price to, to build at. But people are, people are eating that $180 a square foot because finance that at 2.8, 2.9%. You're still, you know, that's still pretty good, you know. and But what's bad is now we're, we're going to have this over, you said inflation, we're going to have this overinflated economy where you're paying for a $300,000 house that in 15 years probably won't be worth half that. When lumber, I mean, lumber prices have to drop before long, they have to. You can't, you just can't, we've been going, we've been, we've been sub, we have been sub four point interest rates for what, two years now, two years, three years. I mean, you cannot continue to push this kind of economy.
2: Well, it's a bubble. Um,
1: Yeah. Oh, it's got to, yeah. We're going to see it. We'll see it happen.
2: I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and call for a crash or nothing crazy, but you can't deny that this is absurd well we haven't had all across the board
1: travis when was the last time we Mm -hmm. had a market correction
2: uh how how bad
1: uh 10 15 percent
2: uh that was we had one not that long ago back in uh was it i think it was 10 or
1: 15 percent
2: uh wait 10 wait what were you about to say
1: no i was gonna say was it last it was was it last year year before last or has it been closer So we than... had
2: one earlier this year. It was right around like, I think maybe ten percent. So what would there you... was the one with COVID? That was like forty percent, thirty percent. Yeah, but you can't,
1: you, you can't. That's kind of that's not really a correction. That's a just an effect. Oh there. yeah, that was so uh, what correction? What were, yeah, but a major correction. What do you say, a major just, correction?
2: Uh, well, there was a huge one in crypto. Uh, yeah, fifty like percent of the market just got wiped out over a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I lost. I lost fifty percent, but that's a different story.
1: Well, uh,
2: there was a recent correction a couple months back, but it it bounced right back up to a new all time high.
1: I I just think that what we're seeing now, though, but to go back to your original question, Sean, I think it's a combination of the two. I think saying it's, you know, I Trump's not Trump didn't help anything. Biden hasn't definitely hasn't helped anything. And what's bad is now and I'm glad to see the Missouri acted last week and said, uh, Mike Parsons came out and said, June 13th, we're going to roll back the unemployment COVID unemployment benefit. You know, we're going to, we're going to roll that back. And what, what's really bad is, you know, every, I mean, what is it? It's an extra $300 a week or something like that. And, you know, I, we're having people just say, Oh, I'm going to take the rocking chair pay. And, you know, why go back to work when I can make this extra, $300 a week you know why but Missouri Montana Iowa it's basically what's bad is well it's not bad but it's a, kind of a Republican kickback all these uh, all of these uh, Republican governor's states are the ones who are, are rolling this back and you know Illinois is not of course saying anything anytime soon so no,
2: oh, of course not yeah. and if you live in Illinois yeah. uh, we are hiring a lot of places are hiring there's a lot of jobs available Uh, there's no shortage of jobs,
1: by the way, by the way. So I, uh, something else I did this last week. So last Monday I went, I I don't know if I told this last week or not. I went driving last Monday. I went, I did my, I hadn't done Lyft or Uber driving since last July. And I get, and and Travis, I know you probably get these, you probably get these texts from Lyft and Uber all the time about come back and drive and you'll get, you do this many rides Mm -hmm. in a week. So I couldn't pass one up. There was one that said, you give 12 rides, you can get a $75 bonus. And I said, or 10 rides, it was 10 rides. And I said, I can't, pay. that's easy money. I, I can do that in a day. And so I didn't have anything going on last Monday. And I told my wife, I said, Hey, I'm going to go over to Springfield. I got We had to pick up some stuff from, from over there. And I said, I'll just, I'm going to do some driving while I'm moving. And she says, okay. And I get over there and I was 15 minutes, 15 minutes outside of Springfield. And it, this is seldomly happened. I um, mean, except like on busy weekends, like November, like Christmas or Thanksgiving, but on a Monday, no holidays nearby or anything, I get a ping, fifteen miles outside of town. I'm like, well, if you want to wait that long, I get into town. I pick the I picked the guy up, and I said, "Were you waiting long?" He said, "I was surprised to see because it was like seven o'clock in the morning." And he said, "I said," he said, "It's it's hard for me to get a ride." I said, "What are you talking about? There's like ten or fifteen drivers that are usually on." He said, "No," he said. I usually have to wait 20 to 30 minutes to get a ride now and I'm like what and so I went over he said yeah go over to the Lyft app and look and see and I look, went over and this is how we compete against the dry we're, we're kind of cutthroat in Springfield we'll see where the other one's at and we'll kind of try to hedge in on them I pulled up the user app and that on a Monday morning usually during peak rush one driver one other driver was on and there's usually 10 drivers on I said what is this about mm-hmm. he said well, apparently Lyft and I didn't, I don't, I didn't get this memo, but apparently, if you felt threatened by COVID, you could claim unemployment, so you couldn't. And so he said, ever since that, you know, everybody's claiming that. I'm like, so you now have Lyft drivers who are claiming unemployment. I'm like, you got to be seeing. And uh, Reed Leak, our friend Reed Leak, just got on. He said in the Kansas area, area, Lyft is practically non-existent. Uber isn't as bad, but you can't rely on them for transportation like you used to. So, I mean, and I mean, but so to to finish my story up and then I'll shut up, but it was, I gave, so I gave 12 rides in four hours and 15 minutes. And usually that's a, on a weekday in Springfield with 10 drivers driving. That's usually, that's usually about what you'd have by three or four o'clock. You know, Springfield market is not huge, but there's enough of a push of a demand. And i made that, you know, I mean, I've made as much as 250 bucks in a night before on, on New Year's Eve. I have I mean, I've cleared 250 bucks on a night before when the demand's through the roof. But on a Monday morning, <laughs> and I make that... I mean, if I drove all day, I would make close to probably $200. So it's just ridiculous. Yeah,
2: yeah there's a huge shortage right now. They're uh, trying to put up a bunch of promotions. I get them all the
1: time. Well, I'm just... And I'm, I get a lot of
0: peak pay stuff for for DoorDash, yeah. like a lot of peak pay. And which, I don't know, I feel like Jeff City's a lot like Springfield in a way where it's not like a huge market, but right. um, you know, it, it can be it can be pretty decent. But it actually makes sense because I had to take a an Uber in St. Louis a little while ago, and I normally prefer Lyft. Lyft is the one I prefer to use; just cheaper. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be the same exact place. It'll be four dollars cheaper than an Uber. Couldn't find a driver for a while. And that actually makes a lot of sense now
1: Mm -hmm. when I think about it. Well, and so I had a, I had a, I had somebody call me today. So one of my buddies called me today and he said, Hey, could you give me a a lift to work? My truck's being worked on. I said, well, let me look and see what the going rate is on lift right now. And it was about a, you know, about a 30 minute drive. And usually something like that would go like 40 or 50 bucks, $87. Holy shit! Eighty-seven. I was like, "He's like, uh, yeah." He said, "I think I'll stay home from work today." I said, "Yeah, you might <laughs> want to do that." Because um, it would That's it would ridiculous. it would co- it would cost him more for the lift to and from work than what he would make in an eight-hour shift.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, okay." It's it's uh it's a serious problem. They were. Uh, that they actually passed, makes sense. The company just passed some like their own little stimulus package to try to yep. get drivers on the road. Yep. But. Honestly their promotions in my opinion, I don't they haven't been as good as they were months ago. No,
1: no, no. Well, and then I saw I got the email from Lyft uh was it yesterday or this weekend? Eight hundred dollars if you refer a driver to Lyft. Eight hundred dollars.
0: How many drives does that driver have to complete before you get the money? Uh
1: I think it's like it's like I think it was like ten or eleven. It wasn't much. Uh-huh. I mean, if they or it's like either 10, it was like either 10 rides or logging on four or five days in a row, something like that. And I was like, (laughs) I mean, I could work out a deal with somebody. I'm like, dude, just do this for me for a week. Just do it. 50, 50. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, this will buy us in the butt. It's, it's only a matter of time. Just just wait. Yeah.
1: Well, Sean, I'm curious to hear about this. Uh, I'm heard. I'm curious to hear you guys talk about this recruiting thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, Travis. I'll let you start. You, you, uh, you were the one that sent me the video, which I appreciate because,
1: and I'm gonna post a link to this I, I
0: Yeah, you know, before before we get like too deep diving into it, um, my thoughts on you know the the army being. Gung-ho all the time, 24-7. I don't believe in that because that's just not the job. Like, especially depending on what you do for the military, that's not the job. However, comma, (laughs) the way that we market what the military is for some uh, and the way that other nations do – Especially in just today's time, the time that we live in today, is very, very interesting. Travis, I'll let you kind of speak on it because you were the first one to watch the, the video and send it to me.
2: Oh, you had sent it out to us. Um, oh wait, no, I did send it to you guys. Never, Never mind. mind. Uh, so I got this sent to me from a buddy of mine who's up in Alaska. Um, I guess they were making a big deal about it. And basically, there's a, it's a. The comparison video of the Chinese Army's recent recruiting video. And then it shows the Russian Army's recent recruiting video. And then it shows the most recent United States Army recruiting video. Uh, basically, the Chinese and the Russians did an outstanding recruiting video about how badass their military was. Mm-hmm. And it looks as if they are straight up gearing for war and are going to destroy everybody in their path. Like, i'm not exaggerating it was a they did a very well done video that was marketed for what it is it's the army and the chinese
0: the chinese video could have been a damn short mini series oh, it was yeah it was that a was a long it, commercial yeah <laughs> it was
2: like a live trailer for like some video game no. or something it was like holy yeah. shit uh and it was effective 100 i mean it's it gets your attention um and then mm-hmm. But what scared me the most was ours, and not in a good way. It was so you have these these two videos, and again, you, you gotta watch the video. Uh, I don't know, Andy, if you can put just, the link to it. I in just,
1: our- it's a, it just I just put it up right now. It's on the it's on our Facebook page.
2: So you watch those two videos, and then you watch the United States one, and basically, it's a cartoon, <laughs> and. <laughs> It talks about this girl who had to overcome all these just terribly so hard challenges that were just she had it so bad. And it's not, nothing to do with her being a girl. It's, the, it's just the fact that she this person just had it so bad and they had to overcome so many challenges and they joined the army to overcome their challenges. And she climbs over the wall and then she's in the uniform, and she's just this soldier, and uh, it was it was weak.
1: I just uh, I just and suppose. it could
2: have it could have been a it could have been a guy too, and it it doesn't matter <laughs> if it was a girl or a guy. It was weak, and you know this video doesn't surprise me. Um, for my time, and I was in the army for five years of active duty, and when, when I first joined, I had heard the old guys talk about you know, man, the army just ain't the same. It's a new army. It's a new army. And this was five years ago. And even from the beginning of my five years until at the time I got out, I saw a change. Um, you know, whether it was political agendas being, you know, shoved down our throat, whether it was the lowering of standards. Oh my God, the standard is, it's sad how low it has dropped. The army is, they're giving automatic promotions now to people that literally go to promotion boards and say, I do not want to be a leader. I do not want to get promoted. I do not want to be a Sergeant. Three months later, they're a Sergeant in charge of soldiers. Uh, People would fail fitness tests and they're okay. They would actually lower the standard for the fitness tests. So more people could pass. Are you kidding me? Uh, No. Yeah. They, uh, they uh, For the ACFT, uh, Sean, you know this. They got the three different levels based off your your job and more support jobs. They have a much, much lower standard of what they have to do. It's just, I don't know. It, it got to the point. Wh- I can honestly say, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just saying this to show the change in the Army. And if I got any friends I served with, listen to this, they'd agree with me. We were the last group of guys that really had to earn it to get that promotion. We really had to show we wanted to do it and bust our ass because it was after we got promoted. I remember it was a couple months after we got promoted, the army announced the automatic promotions and I'm not kidding you. It went, it, I, I saw it. It just went downhill after that. And
1: so, are you, are you saying, sucks? are you saying it's kind of like a participation trophy then kind of like thing then or what?
2: Oh, hundred percent, hundred, hundred percent. And it sucks, you know, to, you know, so that's something you should be proud of that you did, you know. Um, to say I associated myself with the Army for five years and did the things that I did, but now it's like, man, I'm glad I got out when I did. I would want to be a part of it now. Uh, and it's scary to think that the direction the Army is going and the real world problems that are going to come in the future it's not a matter if it's a matter of when. uh i'm concerned i'm i just am i from what i saw right before i got out to what i'm seeing now we will lose wars and i i don't say that to be conspiracy it's <laughs> we will lose wars if this keeps going the way it's going if we keep pushing this political wokeness into our military if we keep pushing these left-wing you know objectives into our military it shouldn't be political mm-hmm. they, they have one job and it's to protect the United States and to, to kill can when I say this, that sounds bad
1: can I ask the a, truth. can I ask a question to see if you can Sean if you can or whoever Travis can you verify for me what the status is now I'm told that if you're when you're in basic if you feel overwhelmed by your drill sergeant you can get like a I mean, I don't want to say like a safe word or something, but I mean, you can like get a pass to like take a break from, I mean, is there, is there truth to that or what, 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 what
2: is that? I'd have to confirm that. I know that wasn't a thing when I went in basic. Um, I mean, it's, I will tell you basic training is, it's gotten weaker and weaker and weaker. And I mean, it was weak when I went through it. I won't lie. I thought it was a joke. I didn't do anything hard until I tried out for special forces. It was a joke. Um, And I've heard it's gotten easier and easier. I've heard, I don't know if there's truth to that, but I have heard the same thing as you. Um, And I know our drill sergeants, man, they have got to be, it sucks. They have to instill discipline and they have to literally turn people. People don't understand that. You're taking a basic civilian off the street and you are literally changing their psychology, and you have to turn them into a killer. Like, I'm not exaggerating this. You literally chant kill every damn day. It is a what's the word I'm looking for, Sean? It's um, indoctrination. It that's it, what the, that's what it is. Like, and it's gotten so damn weak, and it's like, it's it's a it's sad. It's sad. I'm pissed about it. Um I I don't know it sucks. It sucks to see it. It really sucks to see it and
1: I mean, Sean, as you're actively involved in this, what what is your take on on the state of the military right now? You know, and it's part of the reason why I'm so
0: thankful that I do it at the state level. Um uh because you know, we we are the at least the Missouri Army National Guard is blessed where we have a at the moment uh, have had a pretty supportive state government local government to help provide for resources for uh, the National Guard and Missouri Army National Guardsmen have always been very active in our state uh, whether it's been protest or first response to whatever deployments even um, we're a very busy organization. But I, I I agree with a lot of the talking points. I know a lot of things have changed. Now, there have been good changes um, for some things, but like Travis said, uh, when you go to basic, right, when you are going to basic training, the point of basic training is to turn you into a basic soldier with the ability to shoot, move, and communicate, right? That is the, the big thing is it's basic training. Did you know that you can become a United States officer, a United States army officer and never have to attend basic training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could actually just do ROTC and become an officer and then instruct troops on how to perform their duties. Um, The state – and as someone that is actively – and Andy, you've seen it too because you see high school students come in and out of your classroom every single day. Younger people are different than they were five years ago, and even five years ago they were different than they were five years before that but one thing that travis really said that i i completely agree with is political wokeness has just made its way into the military one you know and it's little tiny things it is super tiny things that you would think you are a soldier right you are a soldier when you when we go on like company runs right one one big thing is we've got you know uh cadences that we do when we do company runs when you're running down the street you do cadences a lot of them talk about killing right yes. You want to know what you can? We, we can do that, but like some of them, some of them might have a cadence where we say "son of a bitch," but then that became too much, and then cussing, just saying "bitch" or just saying "shit" or just saying "damn" in a cadence was too much.
2: This is your military. This isn't. This high is school. the military. This isn't, this isn't uh, yeah. a sports team. This is your military. Go on. Go on.
0: And it seems to be that priorities for the military and this is all branches this is not just the army yeah again shift towards this political wokeness instead of actually like i don't want to get heated but instead of actually resolving the issues that were going down in fort hood right you had a you had a female soldier murdered and mm-hmm. failed by her her leadership and what did she get? She got a fucking gate named after her. <laughs> she didn't get the respect. She didn't. I, I, I'm I'm getting mad thinking about of how piss poor some of the leadership and where they thought where they thought the resources need to go. And that young woman was failed by her team and by the people around her. But guess what? Her family is gonna have a gate that they get to see her name on every single time they drive by the post that failed her. Yep. You had colonels in that facility that were selling drugs, getting away with it. Fort Hood is for, for reference is a is a little bit larger, if not the same size as like Columbia, Missouri. Okay. It's a very that population wise, it's, it's relatively it's large for a military post where there are gang members, there are full blown mm-hmm. gangs on that post and nothing gets done. Yep. The military police officers there, because I know, I know tons that have been there, are literally treated like dog shit and aren't allowed mm-hmm. to do. You have, you have MPI and CID. These are military members that go undercover and act as other. They they act like they're in different jobs and they're murdered on military posts by other military service members. Mm-hmm. One thing that I, I am a firm believer. And that people can change, and that and that you should that people do deserve a second chance when it comes when it comes to certain things. But people seem to forget after, and this is dating back. But you go back to two thousand and one after the World Trade Center attacks. Army recruiters were literally allowed to walk into jails and ask people, ask rapists, ask ask people that committed armed robbery, ask gang members, hey, do you want to join the military or do you want to go to jail? A lot of those people took the military deal, and a lot of those people. Our leaders now. Some of them have probably changed for the better. Absolutely, they probably have. Mm -hmm. But some of them haven't. And they became leaders, and they trained other leaders who are now in charge of the shit that we see. And that's why there's a lot of issues. The political wokeness is just pressure by – and again, there are things that need to change within the military. I know a lot of people complain about it, but guess what? We would not get sharp briefs eight times a year if Sharp wasn't an issue. We wouldn't get alcohol-related incident briefs if alcohol-related incidents weren't a giant issue within the military. However, maybe the military, and this is all branches because all branches do these things. This is not new. This is not just the army. All branches need to wake up and say, hey, maybe we should try something different than giving these people eight fucking PowerPoints a year on sexual assault. Let's actually do something real. Let's do something real to fix the issue. Because I, I I will say one thing. The The reason why sexual assault seems like it's a, such a big deal in the Army is because we are at least an organization that speaks up about it. Yeah. That's one thing that I can give us credit for. We, When it comes to the briefs, when it comes to the numbers that get reported, like let's compare Walmart to the Army. How, how many times do you hear about sexual assault happening at Walmart? But how many times does it actually happen? Probably quite a bit. But you just don't hear, you don't hear about it, whereas the army actually discusses it. However, where the issue is, is the military is talking about how it happens and creating its own by the book ways to fix it instead of actually figuring out real solutions. There's a big leadership problem. And a lot of them, I understand, are just bowing down to individuals who have never had anything to do with the military instructing orders and instructing laws and rules and regulations. That's like if I never played a game of football a day in my life, but then became the commissioner of the NFL, right? You, you have individuals that have zero experience trying to say this is how you should do it. Politics and
2: needs to get out of our military.
0: Yes, unfortunately, it we we are in a time where, especially now, especially because it seems like the enemy might attack on other fronts other than warfare. They might, you know, literally biologically with viruses, find a way to attack us.
1: They're making the enemy. Their
0: needs. Yeah. What'd you say? There needs to be.
1: They're making the enemy come within now.
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
1: There needs to be
0: changes made and here's the thing. I, it's not for everybody. Like it, it, it really isn't. Um, so I do salute those that do take the oath and swear in. And I, I, I genuinely do like, for example, I was at a high school recently, uh, this past Sunday for a graduation. Um, I had two soldiers that graduated from that school along with, I think, seven others, uh, different branches or different services. These are 18-year-old kids, 17, 18-year-old kids that have now taken the oath to serve their country. And I get upset knowing that a couple of those soldiers are going to be failed by their leadership along the way. And it might not be like someone – at Fort Hood, who lost her life, but they'll be failed in other ways. And there just, there needs to be some changes, um, politically big time. I hate saying it like this, but like, the, I, I always go back, there's a South Park episode that I always think of when it comes to the military, how there's there's an episode called, like, I'm a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll, where like, there's a group of them that, you know, they they... They go back in time and they look at like the founding fathers where the founding fathers, it's Ben Franklin says like, we need the, you know, we need the, you know, redneck assholes, you know, to be tough. So that way nations won't push us over, but we also need the the hippie douchebags to make us seem like not complete and total dicks. But when Russia and China are gearing for war, gearing for war. We need to stop worrying about sunshine and daisies when it comes to our military, and we need to literally buckle down and get focused on the task that is going to be at hand because Travis is absolutely right. I, I And I know I'm, I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but I always had this argument with a lot of the people that one thing you'd always hear all the time, and I'm sure Travis heard this too. Nothing frustrated me more than seeing a soldier that couldn't pass a PT test, that dipped, smoked, drank, chewed like he was getting paid to do it, and couldn't fit his uniform. Try to tell me, try to tell me that he could kill any member of ISIS that he wanted in hand-to-hand combat. I said, buddy, you can barely tie your bootstraps.
2: You know what's even worse? You can't get those people out. You can't. can't. You can't. It's impossible. You can't. I don't now. care what they say. It's impossible. Nope.
0: Yeah. That whole you fail yourselves to PT test height, weight, you're out of here in a couple months. Nope. Not true.
2: And you know what's funny? Not true. The, the military will actually, they'll get kicked out or they'll get relieved and they'll actually get the army will pay them. They'll get a huge check for like failing to adapt or whatever bullshit it is. I knew uh, a guy that got out with like, Twenty grand cash because he just got fat, and he got uh, discharged, and he got a huge check, and he got ended up getting disability. No,
1: no, no, it, no, no, no.
2: This is you know, none of them out, and I can say these things without repercussions. God, there is so much. Our military, we could do a whole episode on this. I got so many points, so many experiences, so many, and I, maybe I could get a guest on who could. Well, I don't know if they'd be allowed to really get into the nitty gritty but god there is some that video that video is just on the surface there is so much into that like there's it goes deeper than this this is a huge issue like i'm sorry i I got friends that still serve and i the my friends that i do have i trust in my life there's some great guys in the military our military as a whole we have a serious problem and i'm sorry we would lose a war right now i i I say that it's, I'm I, not comfortable. Well, with
1: it. and you know, I've, I've been, I've told you guys this book that I'm working on right now about world war one. And uh, I'm in this part, I've, 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 been getting into a lot here lately. And there was this, this part about talking about how they send these guys, like they were sending these 19, 20, I mean, cause they were so hard up for soldiers toward the end that they were literally sending 15, 16 year old kids the germans were sending 15 year old kids on into the line and i mean these kids were just i mean with and they just needed bodies up there and how how much i mean the losses that germany was seeing towards the end was just phenomenal what the french were seeing towards the end the the battle of, of the soma river the battle of the soma river the british lost 50,000 men in an afternoon these guys who had basic, basically about a month, month and a half of training, putting these guys out there on the front line, putting a gun in their hands. And, I mean, history, we, we say it all the time, history is going to repeat itself. When we start getting, like you guys are talking about, and this scares me hearing you guys talk about this, but, I mean, you, you know, you can't put somebody who's that wet of a rookie and can't muster up the, you know. I mean, think about what we would, what, what would happen if we – had the same standards for a a, um, a a brain surgeon or a airline pilot pilot you know i mean we we can't it has to be the same kind of standards that we expect other professionals to be at i would think
2: well, and based on the profession too like i'm sorry your your soldier is not the same as your employee at walmart uh, any military member like i'm Look, military members, we're not – this is going to sound cold, but it's a fact. You are government property, uh, and your, your rights, so to speak, uh, you kind of have them, but realistically, you don't. Um, you sign that contract. You're not – I'm sorry. like You willingly do it. They don't force you to do it. We haven't done the draft in God knows how long. You probably know the year. 1978, but, yeah. Yeah, like we're not forcing you to sign up. No one's, Sean's not putting a gun to your head telling you you got to sign the contract, you know? So it's,
0: that might help get numbers up. again.
2: God, it's, it sucks. And it, 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 you saw how mad Sean got. It pisses me off talking about it because I, I hated to see it. I hate to see it. But uh, if we don't talk about it, um, people aren't aware of it. And, Hopefully this gets out. Hopefully people watch that video and well, yeah, it's in please be vocal, be vocal about it. This is a huge issue. I be vocal about it. Like send messages to your representatives. send me- like right to your Senator. This is a huge freaking issue. Mm-hmm. Please like spread this mm-hmm. message. I don't care if you're Democrat. I don't care if you're Republican. I don't care what damn color you are. I don't care. This is a huge, huge issue. Um, one that I, I really hope can get fixed. Um, or we're, we're screwed. Literally we're, we're done for.
0: Hmm. Well, gentlemen, it has been, um, it's been a good, good chat. I definitely think, um, I like these relaxed bit kind of the, these, these vibes where we can just kind of talk about a couple different things. Man, and
1: 14 episodes, we're getting pretty get good at this crap. Like loose. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but,
0: um, Is there, I mean, as this next week goes by, there could be all kinds of new crazy details about anything that we'll really kind of dive deep into. Um, Sometime in the middle of this week, we will announce what topic specifically we're going to go over next week, uh, just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up for next Monday and see what we're going to chat about and. But I appreciate everyone that that listened along, gentlemen. Is there anything that you two have before we we sign out of here tonight?
1: Just again, want to appreciate say our appreciation. I was looking at our uh, our number our analytics for last week, and we had a large number of watchers and and viewers, um, and listeners on our podcast. We had that was one of our big weeks that we've had, and I just want to thank you guys so much for listening, sharing with your friends. So continue to do so.
0: Yeah, and thank you guys.
1: Absolutely, That's awesome.
0: Well, it has been fun, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. This is the Voice of Reason podcast. Make sure you check us out on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and right here on Facebook. This has been a great week. I hope you guys drink plenty of water, stay safe, and uh, either get your shots or don't. This has been the Voice of Reason (laughs) podcast 2021. And we will talk to you guys next time. See you guys.